You didn't realize I, it was Pi Night know, Claire? You didn't uh, celebrate? Sometimes I I'm too in the news, and I was like... The world will not let me forget it's Pi Night. Biden. It's so news, it's the future. It's so, that's so news, it's the future. There we go. <laughs> Welcome back to Brain Scramblies, your favorite What We Do in the Shadows rewatch podcast. I'm Claire. I'm Carson. I'm Richie. And I'm Matt. And today we have finally done it. We are at season two of What We Do in the Shadows. We've all watched season two, episode one, entitled Resurrection. Guys, we made it to season two. How do you feel? I feel like it took a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> Several Those months, last few yeah. episodes yeah. drug on, man. <laughs> you know, guys, we got life going on. We're all in different places. Some of us are in school, you know. I mean, it's, it's an hour out of your week, guys. What, what, what else are you doing? Like... <laughs> Our rabid just... fans. Uh, all right, do we want to go into the Richie recap? Let's get Richie to recap. Richie recap for this week. So, first episode of the new season, season one. Uh, we get a little bit of insight into the vampire summers. Pretty, pretty standard. Nadia and Liza are a lot of familiars, but they kept on dying. But they have found a new one. He seems to be sticking around. His name's Topher. Um, this episode pretty much focuses on Topher the, pretty much the whole time. Uh, so he is Nadja Laszlo's new familiar. He's pretty annoying. He's like, would be a huge crypto bro if this was filmed in 2022. Uh, but basically the premise of the story is that he dies uh, after being electrocuted and then he is brought back to life and causes havoc within the home. Additionally, kind of going on, uh, we see this narrative of Guillermo the vampire hunter slash kind of bodyguard develop as he's been uh, spending his whole summer basically awake 24-7 trying to protect all the vampires without letting the vampires know that he's protecting them or else he would out himself as a vampire hunter. But uh, that's pretty much what goes on in this episode and that is this week's Richie Recap. Mm -hmm. Insert sponsor here, please. But, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> like all of the cup. Yeah, uh, as this I was week. saying that, I was like, "Are you really doing yeah. this?" As I'm saying it, but, <laughs> yeah, I did it. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta plug yourself. I think we should start with a callback to last episode when Claire actively said that she wanted to to work for the vampires. She wanted to be a vampire familiar, and then we cut to this episode and we watch seven familiars die horrible, no. grisly deaths, one after the other. Right to start the episode. Listen, sometimes I just have to eat my words that I will say. I was really wrong about that. Because they do, I mean, seven die in a row. And and one of them dies by shitting out their intestines, which is a crippling oh, no. fear of mine. And so, That's a specific fear. It's not great. But, can, well, I have a gastrointestinal disease. So, um, can I just say, though? This is like a really good episode, right? Like, I just feel like season two, it they the mm. set's gotten a boost. The characters have gotten a boost. I feel like the, everybody's in their groove. Like last episode, Ethan was like, ah, season one's kind of bad. And then I was like, ah, you know what? Season one kind of is bad. Like, it's not <laughs> like I enjoy it. But compared to the rest of the show, boy, season, I mean, I'm just hyped up on this good, good. It really feels like a renewed energy they bring the season i don't know what it is it, it, it does have this kind of like ephemeral quality yeah. that you're just like ah oh, this maybe it's just like more familiar to what we know because i think ethan was right like season one is a little different because they were trying to find their yeah. feet but yeah it's like i don't know it's like a little goofy maybe a little faster maybe i'm not sure definitely like goofier there's some like they go for the big swings in this there's, people there's like literally the things being raised from the dead mm. um so we do start off with this whole montage of all the familiars one gets impaled, one fell down a well, one shot in the face, one gets set on fire, and one had their intestines out the bum. And then apparently Quick there are two time. more that Which also Which one died. was your favorite death? Oh, no, mine's the impaling. It's got to be the well. It just comes out of nowhere. It just, like, it's like, it hits you. Really? I like the lady who just, like, lights herself on fire. 
by accident, but then just like completely <laughs> self-immolates. And I'm like, you were just lighting a candle. Like it, it's like an episode well, no. of Thousand Ways to Die. I love the fact that Nadia does not help put her out, but she goes to put the drapes out first. Yeah. <laughs> she walks right yeah. past the woman on fire. Yes. Puts out the drapes. Mm. Disregard yeah. for I'm going to agree with Carson. My favorite is definitely impaling. I don't laugh often during like many things. I kind of like <laughs> keep my humor like internalized. Like I kind of like, nod to myself like, that's funny. I did laugh <laughs> once though during this show. And it was when that one person was impaled by the gate spikes in Las Vegas. Huh. Shit. That's... <laughs> That, that does it for me. That's one of my favorite <laughs> lines from Laszlo. One, one of my favorite one-liners, even though it's super simple. Just the delivery. Top class. Top drawer. To be really fair to the vampires, though, most of the deaths did not seem like their fault. Like, it all seemed like the familiars just being or like, stupid. Are they like, cursed or something? Like, what is the still got the hat here? I mean... Oh. Oh, because they're Laszlo's familiar, maybe. He's not wearing it, though. So but thing. he still has it in his possession. Yeah. There is a weird dynamic extent. here, and I guess we'll get into it about, like, so I know that it's for comedic effect, but genuinely, though, like, why do they all hate Guillermo? <laughs> <laughs> so much. All the other familiars they're, like, okay with, or with Topher they fucking love. Why do they shit on Guillermo all the time? It's homophobic. <laughs> yeah. Greatness goes unrecognized. Yeah. Like, does he try too hard, maybe? Like, is that what it is? I don't know, actually. It is a good question. He's never done anything that would make them dislike him, even in personality. Like, he's always a yes man. I feel kind of, I feel bad for him this episode, really. Because he's, he's such the, the unsung hero of their lives. I know. Toiling I mean, he away. He is quiet. murdering more people, so. Vampires. Vampires, sorry, not people. Or vampires people, the... that's a good question, Clay. Uh... You raise up all a, of the epic. assassin vampires. Why are all of the assassin vampires like bald and have yeah, that's my pointy other ears? That's yeah. question number one. And question number two is we get, oh, I guess it's not really a question, but comment number two is we get two new vampire powers, like straight off the bat. Gas. They that's turn into vapors. Is that not new? Where do we see that else in the series? He did that in the werewolf episode where he, he came did it out. earlier. Yeah, he oh, teleports kind of with You're the right. vapor. Well, and then. Well, that raises another question, but I'll come back to it in a second. And they can turn into squirrels, apparently. But we know they turn into animals. They turn into animals. But, like, squirrels specifically? Like, I thought it was just. Why are like, you amazed at every new animal? Andrew was a dog. We learned Lazo was a cat. They all turn <laughs> into guess, bats. They can turn into aardvarks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, my other question is okay, so if they can turn into vapor, how does Lazo get trapped in the kennel? In the episode in season one, because he could just vapor himself out of the kennel. God, that's a, maybe mm. Nandor can do that because we've only seen Nandor do that. That's just a Nandor power. He, they have to, but then he yeah. also got trapped, which was embarrassing. Yeah, wait. If he could turn into vapor, how how did he get trapped in the well? God, potholes, dude. How, how does he get trapped in the well? We have mm. all these good things to say about season two, and then mm. all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we're really shitting on season one and the plot hole. Yeah, actually true yeah that's true you know what though guys i think we're uh forgetting a really important fact sort of foundational fact about the show which is that all of the vampires are actually really fucking stupid <laughs> so i think maybe they just like yeah. forget what they do. <laughs> it just pops into their brain like they just exist from one moment to the next yeah they don't need to be a guest they they don't know how to do it um but he does okay so he turns into a vapor and then he gets sucked into an air purifier and he essentially turns into like the nandor version of gandalf the white where he yeah. just gets like <laughs> cleaned like i baby, guess baby powder in his hair basically mr yeah. clean how does he turn Sodom back on. how does he dirty himself again huh how what does he, he dirty himself again hmm? how does he, he soil himself hair. little dirty boy how does, how does little dirty boy get dirty again? He has black hair in the rest of the, the episode, so how does it turn black again? Does he dye it? That's my question. Hair dye, baby. I don't know. Man, he just takes a shower. Do vampires' is hair grow? Does dust? it grow? Does your hair grow as a vampire? It's not really no, alive anymore. Rich. I don't know. They never really, really get cuts. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I guess Nando restyles his hair when he goes to like that like aerobics kind of cult later on in the series that, you know that is true he definitely cuts his hair in that doesn't he it's definitely styled i think, styled cuts out. I think it's just restyled 
Maybe it's a vampire power. You can just because like if you can turn into a cat, why can't you just turn into yourself with short hair? It's a good question. I ask myself that often. <laughs> but also, <laughs> you just build that build that keratin back up. Anyway, uh, my next Nandor titles his summer the summer of self discovery, which I was like, hmm, we're coded king. Um, and then, yeah, thank you for just. <laughs> miming a masturbate like a little masturbating motion was, in the yeah, air for the listener i was doing a jack off gesture in the air you can <laughs> yeah. see it um and then uh colin gets a license from the dmv and and then a car and stops his giant convertible uh in the at the entrance of the lincoln tunnel thus doing a mega feed it appears to be at night right because like it's like the night vision footage like it's grainy and like black and white i thought it was just a bad camera but Oh, it might just be a bad camera, but he's wearing glasses, sunglasses, which really threw me off because it looked like it was at night. He's wearing like the Jamie Heineman like uh, wrap around sunglasses with the sides. He looked kind of sick, like, actually. Cool guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That might have been the ones you get from the, the the eye doctor when you get your eyes dilated. Never had my eyes dilated. Perfect vision. I can't relate. Same. You know, I also <laughs> I, I go to the eye doctor every year. I've never in my life had my eyes dilated. So Carson, I don't know what's going on, dog. You seem good peripheral vision. Yeah, I have excellent peripheral vision as tested by doctors. So that's. I mean, the strangest flex, the weirdest. Oh, really? Flex. A name fact. So for fan art people, uh, Matt has really good peripheral <laughs> vision. Really good peripheral vision. <laughs> <laughs> fan art. Matt is an owl. So, he can't turn his head. If you can represent that in fan art, oh my god, that'd be so funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like I have like really long and wide eyes, like just huge eyes, just just huge eyes. (laughs) It's all of us standing just slightly behind you, and you're like, I can see you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, so we cut to. Okay, well, yeah, so we cut to Guillermo, who uh, basically has been killing vampire assassins apparently he's killed 10 in a month um that the vampire council vampiric council keeps sending after them and he basically we encountered this conundrum wherein they don't know that he's a vampire killer and they don't know that these assassins are coming but he can't tell them about the assassins because then he'll reveal that he's a vampire killer so therein lies the problem um and he's just he can't sleep because he's protecting them from the assassins and he's eating all these espresso beans and i was very much reminded of carson sophomore year who was obsessed with the trader joe's chocolate covered espresso beans <laughs> i was gonna say that reminds me of my college yeah literally just munching beans. on espresso beans i i, I used I to live off espresso beans they're the, the best things in the world like espresso beans yeah they were great. oh man they're they pretty were good my study snack it was my study snack i get a problem right and i get an espresso bean for fan art, Carson has a stereotypical oral fixation. Freudian oral fixation. <laughs> Carson reeks of espresso beans. <laughs> <laughs> My vision's so good, I can see it. it wafts off of him like a cartoon. <laughs> like pig pen from the, uh, from the peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> Just with espresso You smell like Guillermo's little poopies. I will say I did watch this episode with my parents, and that got a, that got a laugh from my dad. The the you really need to drink more water from <laughs> yeah, Nandor yeah. to Guillermo. Yeah, because Nandor yeah. thinks that Guillermo's spilled espresso beans are his poop, like yes. little cat poops. Guillermo spills his espresso beans. In I, was was it just the knock on the door that flusters him? I think so. Yeah, he kind of throws. He just him up drops in the all air. all of his espresso beans on the floor. Whoopsie! And then Nandor is convinced that. He's eating his poop for the rest of the episode. I thought it was cute that Nandor was going to just check on him, though. Because he's like, oh, Guillermo's been in the bathroom for so long. What's going on? He probably just wanted to be checking on honest. the buds when they're pooping. I was a good poop buddy. Because you do it a lot. <laughs> so you're a good poop, oh, yeah. poop buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I either do it a lot or I do it far too infrequently. <laughs> you check on people when they go to the bathroom? It's not good. No, she no, goes I to mean... the, go into the bathroom. Oh. Uh. Yeah. We introduce a new familiar whose name is Topher, played by Haley Joel Osment, who I fucking love. He's so good in everything, but he's very good in Topher. this. Hasn't he been having like a renaissance recently and just getting cast yes. as like a weird character actor like this? He's been in a lot of things. Yeah. What has he been in, Claire? Kind of killing it. I don't fucking know he's been in this, though. <laughs> Wait, why do you know him then, Claire? Well, I know him as the kid from that movie where he sees dead people or whatever. I see dead people. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. He's, he's also in Forrest Gump. Is he really Baby Forrest? I think he is, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds Settling, right. as we call it. Doesn't look anything like Tom Hanks. Poor casting. But... <laughs> <laughs> Should have cast my boy Chet. Chet. Chet Hanks. Tom Hanks' is incredibly what? problematic what? son. What? Imagine, imagine that, like, him being, like, like, uh, like Tom Hanks' son in Forrest Gump. And you're just like, you just see Chet Hanks. Wagwam Forrest. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, we do get a close-up, though, of Topher's resume. Did anybody else hone in on this? We all honed in not. on this? I got the high university. Yeah. yeah. The thing I noticed mostly about Topher is just how much he reminded me of kids from the business school in our school. God, yes! Same. Yes! Rich currently being in business school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he reminds me of, like, MBA kids. With a little, like, I w- just always talking with a buddy about a thing. It's like, huh? I was talking Sorry, like hustle. luckily it's not, yeah yeah luckily it's not like that in my program which is like I'm very thankful for people who just aren't like that <laughs> you see like a lot of them like networking like that kind of thing <laughs> like constantly networking it's like Jesus Christ but yeah <laughs> and we're Rich, trying to those apples. In those apples D O Z E apples those apples those did anybody apples. uh <clears throat> did anybody go to the website or do I have Monopoly on this oh Easter my egg? god you have Monopoly on this Easter egg. So we find out that uh, Topher has a side hustle called Doze Apples. So it's an apple flavored alcoholic beverage. And the website is Doze Apples, D O Z E Apples.com. If you go to that site, it links to Disney, uh, the Disney website, by which I found out that Hulu is majority owned by Disney, which frankly I did not know before. <laughs> you didn't know that? That's why they sell no. the bundle, baby. That's why they sell the bundle oh. ESPN plus Disney plus Hulu. So I guess they bought... Well, like, I feel like that's pretty common in TV shows. You buy domains that are referenced in the show. And they bought FX. Do they own FX now? Is that a thing? I think they do. FX is own... FX makes stuff for Hulu. FX was owned by Fox, which... Uh, then sold to Disney. Yeah. FX has the movies. God, corporate, corporate conglomerates. <laughs> then sold to um, Disney. But we also... Okay, I have a question, though. Is Lehigh, like, a stereotypically douchey university? I don't know anything about it. I See, no I know some do. kids that go there, and, like... How do They're though? not, like, douchey, necessarily. But it kind of is, like, douchey in the way that, like, I want to go to, like, a good school. Like, mm. regardless of, like, where it is. Kind of thing, like, in a way. Like, going to a good school just to go to, like, a good school kind of thing which i mm. think could be kind of douchey okay i don't i don't really think of lehigh as being like that good of a school though it's it's not so that's like why like, like, way, it's, like fine. it's fine lehigh more like the mid <laughs> it is pretty mid though it's kind of pretty though i don't know if you've ever probably not been there it's in like middle pennsylvania it's, it's rather pretty it's a good hospital there Okay, well, apparently he got a degree in business and economics, so that tracks for all the people in my econ classes that I took in my undergrad, so. Well, my favorite line in the episode comes up with the resume, where Laszlo says, my wife and I have not a horse notion of what any of that means. <laughs> like, he can use Excel. And Instagram. He has Instagram on there, and he also has hashtags on his resume. I was like, what do you think a hashtag is for? <laughs> Why was this such a, such a flame of Lehigh University? Like what? What writers <laughs> like, like X went to Lehigh? Yeah, yeah, genuinely. Like it really yeah. came out of nowhere. Well, I was going to say like I don't like Topher, but also I have been really into fist bumps recently. Like, what? Been, I've, what given I've given a lot of fist bumps. I have been given a lot of fist bumps recently. Them. Okay. Like I, I don't know why, but it's just a thing. Somebody gave me a fist bump. Oh, somebody gave me a fist bump at work the other day. Really? Was it sick? Yeah, kinda. Fist bumps replace the handshake for me. It's just a better handshake. That and like, I, if I do something good, I want a fist bump. I just want a, a congratulations, like, you did good. I I actually have replaced the handshake by gently taking the opposite person's hand and licking all of their fingers. God, <laughs> it's more hygienic just that way. Suckling, just suckling on them. Anyway, um, so Topher calls Guillermo G money, which is pretty good. <laughs> Wait, did you did you pick up the Lazo line that? Lazo said, right as he and Nadia were walking into uh, 
walking into Topher like not working. He said it was like the end of a conversation. Mm-hmm. Lazo, we just hear him say, like my father used to say, never accept a towel from an Italian. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then he's like, Wait, oh, Topher. Like he just, yeah, we just hear like the end of a story. <laughs> Do you think that he, like, ad-libbed that, or if they had, like, a bunch of different I would love to see the cuts where it's just, like, him walking in saying random crap (laughs) over and over again, and and everyone's just breaking, because they're like, what are you talking about? Also, Lazo, like, kind of wants to fuck Topher. He's like, like, ah, seeing your limber body stretched (gasps) over the mantle. It's like like a Michael Scott Ryan thing. It kind of is, (laughs) a little bit. Yeah, I never really coded that it. that relationship like that because I watched that show and I was like twelve or something or fifteen. Like but yeah. Ooh, thinking back now. And so uh uh Topher basically just takes credit for Guillermo's work, which is another I feel like another characteristic of people that I know. So I think we all know those people. Me on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Rich on this podcast, honestly. <laughs> I mean, basically all of us except for Matt on this podcast. <laughs> I don't really fucking do any work. I make a TikTok once every month. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Yeah, at least Richie's funny, Carson. What do you bring to the table, dude? I bring points of contention occasionally. Keep you all in line. This, this is true. This is true. I'd like to challenge I'll, you I there, put it Carson. to you. I put, I put it, it to you, you, Carson. When was the last time you brought a point of contention on this podcast? <laughs> point of contention? No points of contention. Point of contention? Yeah. I think I bring a lot of points of contention. I just don't think I always get the sting. Point of contention was brought up today. When what? they turn into mist when they're animals. Exactly. Oh, okay. Mm. Point of contention. That was a point a of contention. Point. I just didn't you get just the sting for it. You gotta say point of contention, otherwise I'm not putting oh, the sting okay. in because I do not recognize it apart from the normal commentary that we're providing on this episode as is the job we've given ourselves. Oh, okay. Well, I have I have a good point of contention later. Okay. Does everybody have a segment except for me? No, Matt, you don't have a segment. I am the segment, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's speed run the next like ten minutes of screen time. What do you say? Okay, so basically, Topher says that he doesn't want to be a vampire. He wants to be a warlock. Kind of a weird thing. Uh, Colin Robinson and Topher have a really fucking choice interaction that I actually would <laughs> love to talk about for a second. <laughs> Where basically, okay, surprisingly wholesome moment in this episode where Colin and Topher are talking and Colin Colin says, you know, Topher, I'm having a pickle of a time draining you. And then Topher says, you know, Mr. Robinson, like, I'm trying, but the stuff you tell me is just so interesting. Why is that, like, <laughs> kind of wholesome and cute, actually? That brings me back to, I, I, I want to know how energy vampires are made. Like, can he just, like, when bite When a him? mommy and a daddy love you. I, I, I don't know. When a mommy cat and a daddy cat love each other very much. Yeah. Sorry, cat in the hat reference. Continue. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just like seventh grade health class reference, but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like sometimes I kind of relate to this though, because like when people talk about. I love like a boring meeting, is the thing you have to know about me. And sometimes I just kind of enjoy like listening Excuse to other me? people talk. You love a boring yeah, so meeting? I, Point of contention. Enjoy- boring meetings are boring. <laughs> no, 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 but like, okay, listen. I used to go. Got him. Um, you, so you true. Thing. You just okay, called no. it boring. How can you like being I, bored? Okay, okay, wait, wait, By definition, but, you can't like being bored. Okay, but, okay, okay, let me explain. In college, I used to go to the our college's board of visitors meetings for the student newspaper. I would take notes. Well, and that narrowed it down, shit. but okay. Um, and so, <laughs> and so I. So I didn't really enjoy, like, the meeting, but, like, there's so much just kind of, like, it's just, the vibe is kind of immaculate because everybody doesn't really want to be there, and there's, like, so many weird procedural things that they have to do, and everybody thinks that they're so important, and they get these little speeches, and you just listen, and you're like, wow, I just feel like I'm absorbing the dynamics of this group of people. I just love it, you know? You are like Colin Robinson. Like, truly. This really fits with your thing about loving like planned spaces or what is that it's, what it's called? Oh, it's the yeah. same it's the same thing where parts. it's like it's all it's all a construction and like everybody's just like creating and like the board of visitors there's these little dynamics in between the people that are just so artificially constructed and it's like why are they there? But we adhere to them so rigidly and it's like something that you can just see in front of you when you go to the meeting. <laughs> Claire, you're so excited about this. Claire looks yeah. like that meme of Charlie Day and It's Always Sunny 
putting the pen on the board right now. But it's just her own thoughts. Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia, every day, Pepe Sylvia, <laughs> Pepe Sylvia. Yeah, I just really like it. Sorry, we off topic again. We were going to speed run this. Hold on, let me try and speed run this. Okay, so uh, uh, what's his name? Topher accidentally, not accidentally. Topher lets in a vampire assassin into the house, and then Guillermo has to kill it, and then he confronts Topher in the backyard about it. And Topher's like, "Get over it, dude!" And then, not paying attention, Topher gets electrocuted. I do have a point here that we we mentioned when the hats are good, and we also have to mention when the hats are bad. And Topher's beanie in this scene is horrifically ugly. Pretty rancid. It's Pretty neon rancid. orange and disgusting. Yeah. Visually It rotten, needs to be done yeah. away with. Okay, but the garden got a glow up. Oh, yeah. Did, with, yes. like, the pond and shit? Where did There's they... a the pagoda. Pond? There's a yeah. pond. When did they do all this landscaping? But the vaginal bushes are still there. I would like still to there. note. I noticed that, too. Vaginal bushes have, have made the cut. There, this is uh, one point I want to make here now, though. Uh, one is that Guillermo is says that the vampire assassins only come at night, so that he has to stay up throughout the night, which is why he's eating these espresso beans, which then means that he's awake during the day because the vampires are awake during the day. Why is that? Yeah, the vampires can only come at night if they're vampire assassins, right? Yeah, but like, but shouldn't, I, I mean, like, why are the our vampires awake during the day just inside? Why aren't they not just awake at night? See I this? They, this is sleep. something I've mentioned before. Yeah, right. You have actually, yeah. Because last episode when they went to the church uh, for the funeral of Nador's, however many greats granddaughters, it was like 10 p.m. when they got back and they went to bed. Because we see them frequently out at night, and and that's like what we expect. And so then we just kind of assume, or at least I've assumed, like, oh, they're just awake at night and then asleep during the day, which we've actually seen happen a couple times when, like, Guillermo puts. Nandor to bed, and then like light comes in, and Guillermo leaves during the day. But now they've swapped that around. And I don't understand what's going on. That is confusing. It does seem kind of inconsistent. I think they're still asleep levels. during the day, but like Guillermo just feels the need to stay up. They don't have like a job to go to, so they can just like go to sleep and be awake whenever they want. No income, no investments, no <laughs> crypto. <laughs> no crypto. Colin Robinson definitely invested all their savings in crypto. They got crypts, though. Hey, dudes, crypto, have you heard of Dogecoin? There's so many things like... Yeah. No, no, I was going to continue. Please say what you're just going to say, Rich. No, I don't want to. He's <laughs> 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 too shit. busy. <laughs> He's in London I was trying to goad him on, but I'm not... Alright, I'm going to end that now. Okay. <laughs> you're goading me. Um. Anyway, uh, so good callback. Topher dies, uh, and they're like, "Oh, that's sad." And they are gonna bury him, and then they're like, "Actually, no. Let's go to Wallace to resurrect him." And Wallace, uh, is Benedict by... Wallace. I was Benedict so Wallace. excited. I had Which completely forgotten. I thought it was really funny, uh, that they got the Sorcerer Supreme for the resurrection. A little dramatic, yes. if you ask me. <laughs> um, kind of hard, hard times, kind of befell uh our, our man. He's still on keychains. But Colin uh, dips away from them because he sees that there is a, what is it, high school or community theater production of Our Town by Thornton Wilder and he see, with a Q&A. And then of he goes, he loves community theater. He goes, ooh, yum, yum. And then walks toward the <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I just thought that was a funny choice in play because that's one of those like classic, very good American plays that's viewed widely as being incredibly pretentious to like. And that does seem exactly like the kind of thing. Yeah, he, Colin he goes to Pippin later, which is also very appropriate because yeah. Pippin also very pretentious. Like, a, what was it like? An upstate New York production of the community theater yes. production of Pippin, a community theater production. Yeah, classic. I will say Wallace. So they're they're in with they're in the the necromancer's hut with Wallace, and he mentions he sells these bracelets for different things, and one of them increases his sexual libido or stamina. I think he says. And he tosses the bracelet to Laszlo, and Laszlo drops it with such disgust. <laughs> like, just immediately. Like, in the background, you just see him just, like, absolutely drop it. Like, it's, like I don't know. I, I love the way he, like, looked at it. was like, oh. discarded it on the ground. He doesn't need it. Uh, there is a thing that I was very proud of noticing, and if anybody else noticed it, mm, that's fine. Um, but during the ceremony when he's bringing Topher back to life, he, like, gets a text 
I, I was. Yeah. I actually have written. Yeah. I did not pause to see, but I knew somebody was gonna. I was gonna yeah. see what the text was. Claire, fucking, it's me. So uh, he gets this text in the middle, and it's just like for comedic effect because he's not really paying attention or like being, you know, doing important things. Uh, and later he says it was an Amber Alert. Mm, it was not. It was a text from somebody <laughs> named Alicia, uh, who's whose username is at which bitch dollar sign dollar sign <laughs> he's on like a dating and, app and they're texting like memojis basically like she sends him like a witch and then he sends her something else anyway i did zoom in for that level of detail you're welcome did it, it it looked like to me like they actually had something on the screen it wasn't like keyframed on or something right yeah i'm pretty sure it was on the screen impressive production value there guys i just wanted to point that out to the production team that listens to this episode. <laughs> Pretty good. Hey, come on the show. Anyway. <laughs> also, if you made that scream, come on the show. Why is yeah, Wallace please. so British? Like, I know Benedict Wong is British, but he's like an Essex chav in this ep- and Like, his character. <laughs> it's crazy. But what was your read Scottish. on this, Richie? Was he Scottish? Yeah. I didn't he's only a Scottish name. He said, get in, you bastard, in a very Scottish way. <laughs> um... I, I read Scottish from him, honestly. I'm not going to lie, but obviously part of Britain. But you're right, he's aggressively British. He felt very northern to me. Yeah, but... maybe. Yeah. He was aggressively not whatever British Benedict Wong is. He's just he's normal great. British. Not. Just normal British. <laughs> yeah. Not any of those deviants. We also have one of my favorite exchanges that I do think about all the time, where Nadja goes, <coughs> "Told you so," and then Lazo goes, <coughs> "You fucking did." <laughs> yes, no. So they they bring they bring him home, and everyone is so excited to have Topher back, but it becomes immediately apparent to Guillermo that Topher is unwell, and so at, he brings this up at the at the like a house meeting, and when the other vampires sorry when the vampires don't like heed his his warnings about Topher. They gaslight him. He, he exclaims, Adios mio, which means, <laughs> if correct me if I'm wrong, but that means, oh lord, in Spanish, right? <coughs> Any questions? Actually, I, I, have, I have a point of contention. Oh, great, a Carson question. It means like, oh my god. Adios mio is like, much. my god. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. so he says god, and oh, none oh. of the vampires recoil. So that's my well, point of contention. Well, did Matt, you hear what, the sting. Did you hear sting. what Lazlo yeah. said? Lazlo just goes, ah, Matt, I need speaking my sting. tongues. <laughs> I need yeah, my speaking sting. in tongues. I need my sting. Well, no, he's speaking in tongues. That's well, a point of contention. Listen, listen to the episode later. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a point of contention if they knew, like, they're just, like, clearly just, like, don't know Spanish. Boom. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the power is in yeah, their I, knowledge. I, the power is in their knowledge. That's yes. my question, right? Oh. I guess. Like, is the power in their knowledge of the word, or is it like, is it yeah, just the is word that's itself? Come, that's come up before. Um, I mean, it must be in the knowledge, right? So, like, yeah, if they just they... don't know, like, they don't know it's a holy place, they can just like be there, and it's fine. Or like, what if can they change the meaning of a word? Like, what if they meet like a a man named like Jesus? You know what I mean? Or like, what if, okay, what if they were in a room and they just like had earplugs in and they couldn't hear anything and somebody next to them says God? Would they recoil? That's, they what, that's what I'm asking. This is the scientific right. method in action. Yeah. Well, we're designing an experiment for the vampires. Clearly Guillermo can say adios mio and nobody says, it, nobody bats an eye. Nobody like gets hurt or anything. Would saying, oh my God, hurt them anyway? Like it's saying it in English? We haven't seen that hurt them. No, it does because Nandor, hmm. when he is in the, um, he says God and fire comes out of his mouth when he's at the... Well, that's him saying God. it. No, but... Uh, oh, somebody else saying it. Guillermo yeah. has said it before, and but they, they Nandor flinch, has, they like, don't... flinched back. Yeah, they flinch, but mm. they don't, like, actually get hurt. Maybe it's, like, um... Psychosomatic, like, they're, like, I don't know if that's the right word, but it's, like... They think they're going to get hurt by it, or, like, they're scared of it, so it's like they just, like... Yeah, you know, when there's, like, a bit... If you see, like, a fire, you're like, oh, scary fire, but you're not getting burned by it. Scary fire. Yeah. <laughs> that's what or I maybe, Every time or I maybe... see a fire, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it has to do with, like, the use. Like, in that context, Guillermo's, like, using the Lord's name in vain, which, like, is a well, sin. So maybe... But maybe I'm wrong. Frames, maybe it's actually sense. good, yeah. But I feel like in the past, like, when Guillermo has said, like god before i think like 
they played that like the the high pitched like the, the the ascending notes and it goes and oh. he like and Nander like flinches back. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know the noise. That, yeah, that, that noise, that sound. I wrote that Guillermo looks really badass, fucking kicking doors and shit. He kind of looks like Flock of Seagulls, like a Flock of Seagulls with his hair like that, the parted down the middle. <laughs> that's, that's, this is not Guillermo's best hairstyle. Like, that's, that's what I'm going to say. You know, I literally only know what that is because it's a reference in a Weird Al song. God. <laughs> it's referenced in Albuquerque, by the way, for all my Weird Al fans out there. Um, did you hear uh, Nandor say... He was eating his own poops when Guillermo I walks did. away and eating the espresso beans. I did, I did. Uh, okay, but Zombie Topher genuinely made me laugh so <laughs> fucking much just because he's so Topher. Topher. <laughs> and he's crawling on the Those ceiling apples. eating birds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so good. Uh, why does Guillermo treat Zombie Topher like a child? Oh, I also wrote this down. He was like, no, bud. Like, don't do that. No, don't hit me. No, no. <laughs> gentle Topher, parenting, Topher. Topher. You know what, though? This is, a, this is a precursor to season four when he parents Colin Robinson. It shows that he's a very gentle, caring, sort of gentle parenting person. Nando the Relentless is, is a gentle, caring individual. Huh? What, he's relentlessly huh? caring. We're talking about Guillermo right now, but He does kind of have to treat Nando like a child. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm so confused by Carson's question. Yeah. yeah. Are you just saying that relentless is is simply an, an adverb for another for an adjective? He's relentlessly then? caring. So relentless is not relentless is simply a modifier for anything that applies to Nandor. It's not Sure. He does everything relentlessly. Uh, okay. Well that's a good observation <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Point, Glad point we of know contention. how adverbs work. <laughs> point, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Point of contention. <laughs> Okay, uh, fucking guy is back. Is this, so I, back. I, I love when Ender says that. Is this the first time he says it? When does he say it before? He, it's got to be earlier in season one, right? I'm pretty sure he says is it in season it? one. I was yes. trying to oh, think yes, about yes. it. He, he definitely says it in season one, and then it goes away for several episodes, and then it's back here. I'm pretty sure that's just something that, like, Kevin Novak really liked saying in the, <laughs> in the Nander like act. A, yeah. yeah. Just a little catchphrase. This fucking but, guy. Yeah. So Nandor, so basically, uh, eventually they realize that uh, Topher is in fact a zombie, and there's basically this showdown in the yard where Guillermo and Nandor have to fight to, um, well, Guillermo is is fighting with Topher, and then something very sweet happens. Well, not really, but... Guillermo seems to think it's sweet. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> I don't think Guillermo's Nandor being... reads it as sweet. <laughs> Guillermo's being drowned by Topher, and Nandor literally like pulls Topher off of him rescuing him and guillermo looks like genuinely touched by this but nandor of course immediately walks it back <laughs> and is like why did you stick your head in the pond yeah. my head cannon yeah. this is where guillermo like truly falls in love with nandor he's like this man has saved my life he loves me and i, I will devote the rest of my life to him that's your head cannon that's my head cannon and i'm sticking all right to it. we locked it in it's gonna change a couple more times so don't know <laughs> this later when this comes back but right now, this is where I think it happens. He does? Okay, but at the, at the very end of the episode, though, he does genuinely seem to have taken that as an important yeah, moment. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, he really thinks Nandor has saved him. Point of contention. Uh, I don't I don't know if he's fully committed yet, Carson, because he... Uh, Guillermo ends the episode by being like, if he ever double-crosses me, though, I'm gonna kill him. He, does he has all that stuff in his... Mm -hmm. in what's now his mini-fridge. I'm actually, like, obsessed with this line because I feel like it is such a good encapsulation. And it's part of the reason why I liked this episode. It's it's such a good encapsulation of how much his character has changed and how much his, like, evolution of his relationship with Nandor has happened. Because, so he says, after my master saved my life, he proved to me that he really does care about me and all the things I do for him. And if one day he doesn't, well, and then he opens the fridge and he has all these wooden stakes. And I feel like, to me, that's such a clear... It shows that he now has the upper hand in their relationship, and he knows that, right? And so he takes that. It, the power dynamic is essentially mm. flipped for him. So he can start speaking up more, and he can start being more self-actualized. Self and it's just a nice way to start off season two, I feel like. 
I want an edit of that clip where it then pans back to Guillermo and we just get like the gangster meme music and like some 8-bit shades like fall down. <laughs> Slide down. It's like, dur- yes. dur- yeah, and he's just like looking sick as hell with that little smirk. It's got that like the word art kill a bitch under his, under his shades. The mm-hmm. word art kill a bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like the, Another like, the Microsoft name. Word, like real yeah, bad yeah, word yeah. art. Like Anyway, I just thought that was a really nice little moment, actually. I found it very touching. We skipped. We skipped their their return to Wallace's lair. Yeah, they return the zombie back to. They return Wallace. Wallace's like, we don't want tofu. him, and he's like, "Okay, mm-hmm. fine. You can all take a keychain." And they all get a keychain that's like kind of close to their name. <laughs> well, no, my my question is why why do they like where do they get the leash to bring him back? It looks like like a dog, like animal control. Carson, we know that they have an entire attic full of sex toys. Where do you think that they got the I think leash? It's from? A, I don't think it's a sex toy thing. I think it's from the animal control episode. Because oh, it looks like, it lo- I think too. they took it from the animal control. Could be. The one that's where they my, didn't escape by turning into a gas, even though they should have. Yeah. Exactly. That episode right there. Interesting. Um, I had a question for the group, which is, how easy is it for you to find your name on a keychain? Very Air. difficult. Easy. It happens very rarely. Which name do you go with? Yours must be. Whatever's available. I would never buy one. But. <laughs> Yours I must will be say Easy. Matt. Mine's easy, yeah. Every There's time so I see Carson, I buy it. Because it happens so rarely. Every time. Every time. If I see a Carson, I buy it. You would think that mine would be easy because I feel like it's one of the bigger names in the year 2000, which I was born, and many people in my class were named Claire, but they either don't have it or it's spelled differently than I spell it, so. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. With, with, there There's an I in there. It's either C-L-A-R-E or C-L-A-I-R. But mine's the superior way, C-L-A-I-R-E. Interesting. Work. It just seems like it needed a copy editor, your name. What do you mean? Too many letters. Just kind of take one out. Yeah. Yeah. C-L-R. No vowels. Clark. Yes, Cars? If, if there's a Steve listening to this podcast, please, please mm-hmm. email us. And I don't know what we'll do yet, but please, something special. Okay. Hang on a second, Carson. Any Steve? Any Steve. Maybe I'll Carson. find a keychain and I'll, I'll send it. I'll, I'll, I'll FedEx it. Carson, this is what the app looks like, the the Anchor FM app, which has now changed names to Spotify Podcasts. It has this little tab under analytics that's called audience. I would like to direct you to the, um, the gender age breakdown. and gender breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Zero to 17, the age range is 5%. To be 18 fair, to 22 I is 32%. This. No, no, I know, but I just like to... Uh, everyone should know this 23 to 27 35 percent. that's our core audience all right so people who were born like like basically our age late 90s 2000s babies the gender breakdown female give me a number actually what number do you think that is 78 <laughs> percent. okay not bad richie what do you think this is uh 85 it's 72 percent. oh but i'll give you a pass because Male is only 17%. The remaining is made up of non-binary 10%, which I think is a greater proportion of non-binary people that exist registered, like on, not registered, but on like census data in the US. So my question to you is, how many Steves do you know who are 23 to 27 and female? (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I don't know that many Steves that fit that description. But if there is one Steve that listens to the podcast, please... I beg. <laughs> I'll send you merch. Yeah, you'll, there we go. You'll send them merch. I will. I will personally send them merch. FedEx. Okay. Dude, if someone's a if someone's like an, a Wikipedia editor, like one of the people who can like approve stuff, can you still do that? Is that how that works? Mm, probably. Yeah. Put us no on idea. the what we do in the shadows under like reviews or whatever. That'd be slick. Yeah. We have a listenership, so. All right. Well, fucking, we were seeing any episode. I mean, anything good? What are you looking for uh, for season? I have a couple. Th- I have a couple things that, that we didn't get to. No, go for it, Matt. Um, we're gonna go and re- we're gonna go in reverse here. Did anyone pick out the mid credits scene? I didn't think no, so. No, I stopped. Dude. Okay. Uh, it was Wallace's workshop where he employs all the zombies that he failed to resurrect, and he it's him bringing Topher in, and they all make the little keychains, and it's their name, <gasps> and so he makes a little Topher keychain. With... What? Yeah. Um, and it, I stopped before I got to this. And it has uh, 
uh, ain't no grave playing in the background, which is a slick. Oh my god! It's like, yeah, it looks. It feels like a scene that they like were going to have in the show, but then they like, cut, and so they put it in the mid credits. It's a pretty good Incredible. scene. Incredible. Um, but there's just like twelve zombies like baking keychains. My question is, do you think he fails on purpose to, to get more labor? Like he gets somebody, he fails. They bring him back, and he's like, it's just I think dumb. it's a win-win for him. Where if they don't bring it back, yeah. he got his money. He doesn't give a shit. If they do bring him back, he gets you know slave labor essentially but like you know they're dead i have two more points if you'll allow me the time um one is that i thought it was super funny when uh every single time nandor thought he killed topher he went he was a good familiar and a fine fellow and he will be and he's like are you kidding me and then and then when he tries to electrocute topher in the pond he says it as nandor is standing on top of topher and he says it just like over and over again as he's trying to electrocute him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Nandor does say an interesting thing, which he says, like, oh, you can, like, flip the switch and, like, electrocute him. I'll be fine. Which is either implying that he's wearing, like, rubber boots, which maybe he is, but I don't think that's what he meant. I think he meant that, like, electricity doesn't affect him because he's not alive. But, like, the body runs on electricity, right? Like, that's, that is our There's nervous system, essentially. Him. Yeah, so what's going on there? It's is the only way vampires can be killed is that either by the wooden stake or by sunlight or silver? Can they, they like silver? Okay. They also or don't like silver. garlic. Can you be killed by also holy like water bullets? But that's werewolves, right? Yeah. No. Okay. Here's my thing. If you, like, okay, garlic too, right? Is it that vampires die, or is it just like painful and they don't like it? I think it's like repellent. And like silver, the same way, right? Like, is it a repellent or? Well, is how it many things do you not like that would not kill you? Like most things that you like dislike like would kill you yeah but sorry wait that's an insane thing that you just said what? most things that you dislike would no, no, kill you, you. Sure, like, i don't like green have... day but i don't think they're gonna come no, 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 no. to my house and murder <laughs> me if you have like a revulsion to something, around it is generally for like a biological reason is what i'm trying to say like if you no, like, or okay, if you I'm are lactose rev- intolerant well but that's nope. different i'm just Do gonna you like ice cream? how is that different Carson? Yeah, fucking love ice cream. Okay, you know? I don't know. Maybe that was a stupid point. Point of contention? <laughs> I don't like Arson's point. <laughs> Maybe it's going to kill you. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting that we continue to learn more weird facts about their bi- or facts about their weird biology, such as that they apparently are not affected by electricity like that. Or maybe he just meant that he's not, because he's hovering above, he's not in the water. Yeah, I mean, it would go through Topher, though. Oh, and into himself. Yeah. Maybe he's wearing rubber shoes. He is wearing shoes, which mm. I, I think that, I mean, like, that could be another explanation, but it just feels like that's not what he meant. Oh, okay. Can I start with the gluten free rating? Yeah. Please do. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give it fucking 25 keychains out of 26 because. Cider is my go-to gluten-free alcoholic beverage. Uh, I'll give my gating, uh, which is a zero out of negative 100 towels that I would take from an Italian man, according to Lasso's mother, <laughs> which is actually a good rating. I just want to say zero. That's why I then put negative 100. I realize that's still zero in a rating. I was but, wondering where you're going with uh, that. Yeah, it was actually kind of gay just because... Um, uh, Guillermo and Nandor were being a little cute. Pretty homo. Also, Liza wanted to fuck Topher. I'm convinced of that. I'll give it 9 out of 10 little poops that Guillermo eats. <laughs> For the same reasons. It's a pretty gay episode. He develops his feelings and imprints on They do look like rabbit poo, don't they? They do look like rabbit poo, but they taste very like good. I also feel like it's kind of a gay food, no? Because it's coffee, you mean? It's coffee, exactly. Famously, only homosexuals drink coffee. Yeah. We all know it. To be fair... I only drink tea. So, so far, that's, this isn't uh, the most outlandish yeah. <laughs> That's Here's why he's the giving this rating. Um, I think this, this episode, like, I don't know. Topher is aggressively straight. So, yeah. I will go one out of the at least three bad jokes I told this episode, which will hopefully get cut out. Carson, uh, Carson, uh, if you were to have a favorite tea, I bet your favorite would be Constant Comment, because you won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 I mean, 
<laughs> sorry, 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 yeah. sorry. I'm kidding. There is thankfully uh, always reliable hit sauce with this hit review sauce. or their review. Also, I will note this is done on the first of September of 2022. So hopefully oh, no. we don't ever run out of reviews from this. It's pretty. <laughs> Well, I think the, the other day. one was like the end of August, so I think he was binge watching it. It's the or, end of August. Okay, good. With I think, his weird yeah. son or whatever. With, with his, <laughs> we've learned about him. With his nerdy, <laughs> his, his nerdy, nerdy virgin, oh, yeah. virgin <laughs> piece of shit nerdy son. son. <laughs> I, I really yeah, hope yeah. Hitchsauce in some way finds this podcast one of these days. I when I tell you, I genuinely mm. looked and, and saw if I could find him. I couldn't. Uh, the review: ten out of ten stars from Hitchsauce. The battling familias. After the death of seven familiars, a guy named Topher shows up. He manipulates the situation, taking advantage of Guillermo, pretending to be the one doing all the work. He is adored by everyone. They are always clueless, especially Nandor, who has no, appreci- no appreciation for what Guillermo does. Apparently, there have been vampire killers who routinely have stakes shoved through their hearts by our hero. When Topher gets electrocuted, he is brought to a reanimator and brought back. However, He's out of his mind and probably a zombie. Nandor is angry because he thinks the two familiars are keeping him awake, playing their juvenile games. This episode is non-stop hilarity. But, oh, that's how it ends. Okay. That's full stop. Non-stop hilarity. Full stop. It doesn't really get to the like, punchline. But but it's non-stop hilarity. Yeah. So I guess it's, uh, you have to watch to find out. Yeah, like Every single time I read like one of his sauces, like... Like reviews, it's just I'm just always like blown away. It just makes <laughs> me want to go back and watch the, the styles <laughs> and like, like it like he has his own like pantameter for like writing. He's like it's like Shakespearean. Like, <laughs> yeah. I like really like admire it. Yeah, I want to I want to feed it into a into like a into an AI Chai bot. GPT. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Just, a large just have it, Yeah, and just have it like produce diff like different sentences just in that. In that style, style, whatever it is, that's mm. kind of ineffable style. He, uh, in, in, like, ineffable? full stop. Seriously, how many reviews does he have? I've clicked on their profile. My internet is apparently not that great, so it's taking a little bit to load. I remember maybe I just was... loading how big his dick is. <laughs> Bro, so you're assuming that's how the there. internet works? Yeah, it's a it's a metaphorical dick. Oh, uh, it's a metaphorical dick. BDE. They do have BDE though. So, it, I don't know if it tells me necessarily how many exactly they have. Oh, wait. Yes, it does. Uh, 14,178. Jesus uh, Christ. That is a lot of reviews, but not enough. Dude. We cannot train an LLM. Thousand? Guys, I'm sorry. 14,000. I don't think I've done 14,000 of anything in my life. You haven't taken 14,000 pisses? Never. You have not pissed 14,000 times in your life. I piss once a year on top of a mountain, literally. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We've started season two. We'll be finishing season two in whenever we get around to it. Um, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and mostly TikTok at scramblies underscore pod. And, oh my gosh, if you send us an email at brainscramblyspod at gmail.com, we will give you a shout out. And please don't follow any of the fan art recommendations that we give you in this episode. Do it. We're kidding. Do it. No, please do it all. All but in one, us, one massive opus. Yeah, and we'd give you a shout out. Um, that's basically it. See ya. It is, it is a jacket that's just being worn backwards. It's Fair. a slanket. All right, okay. <clears throat> What's Slank that? it is what I call my condoms. <laughs> what? I really wish we weren't recording when you said that, because I feel like you're going to make that like the cold outro. <laughs>